Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I am here to present to you the 103rd episode of the... Shoot that shit. the shit. You get the shit. And I believe this shit. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Like my homie CJ said back in the day, it's been a minute, did you miss me? I'm back on my grind, Nipsey. Man, episode 103, y'all. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and we are here back again, man. I know it's been a while since we dropped, and we could blame that on nothing but me. I'm not going to bullshit you guys. I'm not going to make any excuse. Just didn't happen, y'all. We're here with episode 103 of the STS Podcast. I am glad to be back on the air. I missed you guys. I loved the response for the last three episodes. Since 100, the episode 100, the numbers have been skyrocketing. I don't know what's going on, y'all, but I do know that you guys have been really, really messing with this podcast. And I know you guys really support what we have going on here. And I appreciate you guys again. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and we are here for episode 103. I hope you guys are really enjoying this episode. I hope you guys um, been enjoying the product that we're putting out for you guys. Make sure you guys subscribe to us at the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor, wherever you can find your favorite podcast. Yo, I promise you, the STS Podcast is going to be there, and you never know, we might be your next favorite podcast and you can follow all the news and everything going on with us at sts podcast 661 that's gonna be our twitter and instagram and man don't forget the giveaways y'all we're giving away back to the people if you see a banner if you see a banner with DJ EC3, make sure you take a picture of that and tag me in it. We're going to be giving away $100 every month. Every month, y'all. And let me tell you guys the, I guess, the incentive on this. If you guys sign up at DJEC3.com also, there's two ways to win this. With the banner, you tag a picture. Or you, you take a picture and you tag me. Or you go to DJEC3.com. BookEC3.com. I'm sorry, y'all. I want to be honest with you guys right now. The Broncos lost, and the Raiders kicked our ass, and I'm a little intoxicated, so let me say that one more time. BookEC3.com. If you go to BookEC3.com and sign up for our mailing list, or you go and find one of our banners that are hanging out here in the field, you take a picture and snap it. You will be entered into our monthly raffle. $100 per raffle, y'all. And let me tell you the incentive of this again. If you win, your name does not be your name is not taken out of the entries. If you didn't win, your name is not taken out of the entries. Your entry is for life. So you have every opportunity to win every month. You just gotta take a picture, sign up for the mailing list one time, and we're always gonna keep you in the raffle. You can win goddamn four times. Isn't that something? Usually some people take away a name. If you win, you're not eligible anymore. Doesn't matter. If you win, you're eligible every month from here on out until we keep doing this, y'all. And make sure you guys tune in for episode 102 with my guy D Drake. DJ Draco, say that five times, God 
damn, what kind of intoxicated right now. But it's okay. I want to be honest with you guys. This is the STS podcast. Anything goes here as we shoot the shit. And episode 102, great response, man. Every time we're on Instagram with some great guests, the numbers are going up. I think we had over 900 views with DJ Draco. And I appreciate my guy Lewis coming on, just talking about the game and sharing our different journeys regarding the game. Everybody's journey is different, y'all. And that's something that we really, really want to put out there. Episode 101. Make sure you guys check out my guy Fina. He has Italian leather out right now. He has some great videos coming out. So make sure y'all listen to episode 101. And for episode 103, that's right, 103. I'm going to tell you guys right now, we got my guy Lorenzo Tafuria holding it down for the east side. My guy is out here. He's a researcher on the youth, on high school education. What's going on with education? Why are kids not succeeding like they were back in the day? And my guy Lorenzo is here to spit some spit some game with us and teach us on what's going on, why things are the way they are. Parents, I hope you guys are listening to this because I think you guys are really going to enjoy what we're talking about today. And you guys know what we're... We're nothing without without our sponsors. And make sure you guys follow Monkey Small Check and Repair. We are sponsored by Monkey Small Check and Repair. If you guys have AC issues, smog, you guys need to get your smog done. You guys have brake issues. You guys have car issues. Any car issue, I promise you. Monkey Small Check and Repair is going to be able to hook you up at 1331 East Truxton Avenue. And if you mention the STS podcast today, they're going to give you $10 off. That's right, $10 off at Monkey Small Check and Repair. Proud sponsor of the STS podcast and also the Cordova Collection. They have so many scents in their selection of candles. 100% home. Homemade, toxin-free, they're they're great for the kids, the pregnant girlfriends, the pregnant wives, the elderly, you know, whoever's in your household, they're not going to get any type of side effects, anything like that with Cordova Collection because they are 100% soy, um, how do I say that, 100% homemade, 100% safe. And they're all made of soy. It's crazy. All local, all homemade. That's the Cordova Collection. The Cordova Collection is a proud sponsor of the STS Cup Podcast. So make sure you guys check them out today. We're nothing without the sponsors. We love the sponsors. The sponsors keep the momentum going. And man, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The momentum slowed down the last week. And I had no excuse for it. Um, the DJ business is booming right now. We got a lot of things going on at work right now. And man, it's been crazy. We've been knocking out these interviews. If you guys have tuned in now, you guys will see that my interview with Lorenzo Tafoya part one is released now. If you're listening to this, that means you want to watch the full thing. And I appreciate you guys for that. And you guys know too, when we do the audio format of this show, we're giving you stuff that you're never going to hear on the video format, and you guys know too, DJ EC3 has some sweaters coming out, keep grinding, keep grinding 2.0, and the EC3 South Park character, I hope you guys really enjoy that, man, they're $25 right now until October 25th, October 25th is the last day of the pre-sale, they are $30 after that, make sure you get your hoodie now, they're all hoodies, it's right now, it's getting kind of cold, it's getting kind of nippy in the field, you guys definitely need to check these sweaters out, you guys definitely need to check 
the merchandise out. We're here to build a brand. We got more banners up. We got more stickers out, more than we ever had before. And I hope you guys really enjoy that, man. I know I enjoy um, doing what I can for you guys. I really hope you guys enjoy what we have going on today's episode, man. We had a lot going on in the fight game. Did you guys watch that Tyson, um, that Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight? What a battle. What a competition between two warriors and the sweet science. Fury got knocked down, what, three times? Wilder got knocked out three times. And, man, Vegas, Vegas loves a great heavyweight fight. And I think heavyweight boxing is here to stay, y'all. I don't know about you, man. I um, enjoyed every single second of it. The hype, the hype was crazy. But did it meet the expectations? Hell yeah, it did. We love seeing the heavyweights fight. We love seeing the heavyweights throw down. I'm not going to say it's a classic, but it was a great belt for 2021. One of the best belts you're going to see so far. It was great to see Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury go go head-to-head in battle. And this is a war, ladies and gentlemen. This is a war for undisputed heavyweight boxing championship. This is what boxing is all about. You want to talk about Ali, Frazier. You want to talk about... Ali, Linston, you want to talk about Holyfield, Tyson, you want to talk about every great heavyweight rivalry that we had in the last 50, 60 years. This is what it's come to right now in 2021. We got Wilder and Philly trying to tear each other's heads off, y'all. And you guys can you guys can say whatever you want about my guy Deontay. I will tell you right now, the value does not drop. His value did not drop out of this fight. It's one of those things they both got over. They are both winners in this. They gave the fans exactly what they want to see. If you don't think, you and ask me, are you interested in the next Deontay um, Wilder fight? Hell yeah, I want to see Deontay go. Look at his record, y'all. I believe he's like 35-2, and 36-2. He's only lost two belts in his, in his reign here with, with his boxing career. Deontay Wilder showed heart. The motherfucker fought till he couldn't get up again. And you cannot do anything but give the man props on that. It's a beautiful thing for boxing. Uh, Tyson Fury just showed what happens when you put on a little bit of extra weight. You have a you have a set game plan. You have a good corner, and he knew he could bully Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder walks around about two twenty five, two thirty on a good day. I think Fury went in about two seventy five. He's a little heavier, but the man was bouncing the whole time. The man has a left right. Every time he throws a left, he does a right coming over it. He has a set plan. Tyson Fury is one of the best boxers you're ever going to see in the world. And it was amazing to see what him and Deontay Wilder were, were able to do. And I'm still buzzed out about that. I'm still The buzz is still high about that. I know Garcia and Martin fought last week. And um, Joshua and um, is it Usyk? Great, great bout by Usyk. Great game plan. He outboxed a non-boxer. No offense to Joshua. I know he's his homeland. The bo- the heavyweight boxing division is getting interesting right now. And I'm all for it, y'all. Again, you guys cannot take anything away from Deontay Wilder. But again, Tyson Fury is that man. We're witnessing something, witnessing something special right now. So I hope you guys tune in for that. Watch that fight if you haven't to. If you guys haven't yet. Um, Manny Pacquiao just retired, right? Manny Pacquiao. And I think... He's going to go down as one of those guys, fucking warrior. He changed the landscape just internationally. This man is an icon. And I I believe he's going to be going, um, doing his presidential bid. Um, 
I know he's ending his career on the loss to Ugas, which was a great fight. We talked about that on the previous podcast. Ugas was a great fighter for that. He's a Cuban fighter, came really unorthodox. He came ready to play. He came to fight a 42-year-old man, and I know Ugas is about 35, 36, and he's coming off a two-year layoff. It was a perfect recipe for disaster for Pacquiao. Ended up on a loss, but we cannot forget the man has 62 wins, 8 losses. And let's just name who he lost to. Ugas, Horn, Mayweather, Marquez, Bradley, Morales. I have no idea who Singer Singeret means or Terracompo. Those three guys, I don't know who the fuck those guys are, the last two, but... We definitely know who Eric Morales is. Great fighter. He got his win back twice. Marquez and him had a trilogy. Bradley, he came back and won. I can, I can say the first one it was a split decision was definitely controversial. Mayweather never gave him that. He never gave him that, um, that run back. And Jeff Horn never gave him that run back. But we know exactly what was going on, too, with Jeff Horn. The man didn't want to renew his contract. They said, you know what, fucking screw him in Australia. And we can't get into that. But you guys definitely seen the youth overcome that experience. And that man, every punch that man threw had bad intentions. And, you know, it was sad to see Pacquiao. That was August 21st. That was almost two months ago. You hate to see Pacquiao go out on a on a, a losing end, but man, he held it down for boxing for so long. I believe he was the champ in eight different weight divisions. Y'all don't even understand. I don't even understand what it means to be a champion in eight different weight divisions. And we're gonna miss that man. We're we're gonna look back at ten years and say he was definitely one of the greatest boxers of all time. But people forget this Ugas bout was against Spence, Errol Spence, and if he would have beat Errol Spence, oh my god, I think this man would have been fighter of the generation, just because of the quality and who he's beaten every generation, that man has went against everybody who's a top fighter in every generation, you can't be mad at him, y'all, let's look at the man's, let's see who he, who he beat in the last couple of years, Thurman, Broner, Matisse, Jesse Vargas, Timothy Bradley, Chris Algieri, Brandon Rios, Shane Mosley, Antonio Margarito, Claudio, Cotto, Hatton, De La Hoya, Solis, Morales, Velasquez, Barrera, Lucero. My God, this guy has ran through competitions since the get-go. And it's beautiful to see, you know, and I know he wants to go political with his political career. I'm not even, I am not even, I can't even, I'm, I'm, I'm no one to talk about what's going on in the Philippines politics. I am not qualified for that, but I hope he does well, and we're never going to forget Manny, Pac-Man, Pacquiao, and I was young enough to see exactly what he became since the De La Hoya fight, even before that, I remember the Barrera fight, I was so young, when was the Barrera fight, let me just double check that real fast, the Barrera fight, I remember where my uncle, my deal, or at my um, dear Rick's house. Yeah, I was about 13 years old. I'll never forget the Barrera fight. That was his come out party for me. And that's when I started seeing Manny Pacquiao and what he, be- what he could become. And you seen what he- at the end result, Icon, one of the greatest boxers ever. Relentless. He fought everybody they put in front of him. He never ducked anybody. And um, it's going to be, you know, not even sad. Y'all. Let's, give- Let's give Manny Pacquiao a round of applause legendary fighter, y'all, legendary, and I know we're a couple weeks behind, but this is what I wanted to talk about today at the STS Podcast, this is episode 103, we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want, and man, 
Ric Flair is the man going to be blackballed. John Gruden is the man going to be blackballed. We got to put this in context, man. Ric Flair is in trouble right now because he sexually assaulted a woman. I don't care what anybody says. This is 10 years too late, by the way, too. I'm a big I'm a big supporter of the Me Too movement. I'm not a supporter of the cancel culture. But when Ric Flair is on record to say he flaunted his junk in front of a woman and he he was really aggressive in his approach with that, I can't defend that. In this day and age, in any day and age, it should have been we must protect women at all costs. That aggressive approach right there with Ric Flair, he's gonna, it's going to get the man outcasted. And um, it's sad to say, and I, I love him for what he's done in his career. I love for everything he's done um, for wrestling. I know he's a great ambassador. He's a great icon. But we cannot overlook that just because he is the greatest of all time. We cannot overlook that because we love what he stands for in the eyes of a wrestling fan. The man made a mistake. A horrible mistake that he should have known better as a grown-ass man to do that. We enabled that, though. The wrestling community has enabled that. The wrestling community knew about this for 10-plus years. That plane ride from hell happened in 2004, 2005. It's been damn near 15 years, and the light has come. And I'm sorry, Ric Flair, but no, he should not be signed to another wrestling company. He should express his regret, and he should attempt to make things right. Just because what you've done in this make-believe world doesn't bar you from being punished in the real world as Richard Flair. Um... It's crazy, man. I love Ric Flair. I love everything he's done for the game. You guys know how much I love wrestling. But... I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, when you're doing stuff like that and people give you excuses, it's horrible. John Gruden, different story in my opinion. Um, you, you guys know what he said. You guys know what um, what came out. Again, these emails almost 10 years old, what he was saying about the president of the PA, um, the commissioner, some of his players. You cannot back that up. And I'm not saying the man's wrong, right? But... If we're going to talk shit about how, oh, we done an aggressive background check on our employees. We know who these people are when we employ them from the NFL standpoint. How the hell did he get a pass? It's because, I'm going to tell you guys the truth though. ESPN, who he was employed by at the time he made these comments, turned a blind eye. The NFL turned a blind eye because of the name. And I'm not saying John Green shouldn't have been fired. I'm not saying John Green shouldn't be punished. But I like consistency in my life. If John Grimm's again trouble what he said what ten years ago when people were uncovering evidence against the Washington football team and there's two hundred and fifty thousand emails of other people, you know, emailing people saying crude comments like that, then we need to go through all those emails and whoever says a crude comment, they need to get punished just as well. It cannot be a Double standard. It cannot be what's popular in the moment. And that's just the way it goes, y'all. We need consistency in everything we do. And we're going to be consistent right now. We got Lorenzo Tafoya coming on. This is going to be episode 103 of the STS podcast. Listen, when I shoot the shit with Lorenzo Tafoya, episode 103, 
EC3, almost a DJ EC3. Good God, this is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host, and I hope you guys enjoy this sit-down interview with my guest, Lorenzo Tafoya. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I am with my friend, Lorenzo Tafoya. My guy, what's up, bro? Welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? Thanks How you for doing, bro? Me. Man, bro, I appreciate you coming on. Um... You honestly hit me up when last week and yeah. just you told me what you wanted to talk about, my guy, and shit, I was cool with it. Like, yeah, let's do this, Lorenzo. How you doing, yeah, man? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. You know, staying busy. You know, started this uh, doctoral program at CHB, so you know, staying, I gotta stay on top of the game and you know, really maximizing my time throughout the day, managing my time. But we're here, man, trying to make an impact. Definitely, bro. County. That's what we're about. De- east side, my guy. Yes. Real east side yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing Rasa yeah. going yeah. into higher education. You know, yeah. you, I, that's why I respect you too, bro. You're going appreciate to places that not many could go, no matter where they're from, right? Yeah. yeah. So I really appreciate that, bro. And uh, you coming on today just talking about, we were just talking about the youth and right. how we're in, trying to impact the youth and... Mm-hmm. I think that's really important to both of yeah. us, I think. And we're, and we're trying to do it in different ways. Yeah. So it's cool, bro. Going to tell, let's, let's start off with just people who don't know who you are and what you yeah. do. Can you kind of just introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So for everyone that doesn't know me, my name is Lorenzo Tafoya. Born and raised here in the, in the east side in Bakersfield. Born in KMC. Um, you know, I went to Hell Williams yeah. School, Williams Elementary School. From there, went to Stern, sixth grade. From Stern, went to Sierra Middle School, seventh and eighth. And then from there, I went to East High, so I'm a blade. Hell yeah. That's, that's where it all started, East High. Hell yeah. And, you know, throughout my middle school and, and high school journey, I joined a, a dance crew. That's mm-hmm. what really, you know, molded me down to who I am. And mm-hmm. uh, my mentor, Andrew Jones, mm-hmm. he's the one that, you know, showed us the, the paved, paved the way for us pretty much. He told us, you know, education is a, is a valuable tool that's going to take you far, you know, far away in life and open up many doors. So... That's where it all started, you know, battling in Fresno, mm-hmm. in L.A., all over the area. But in order to battle, we had to get good grades. So we had to literally show our report card. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, my parents and a combination of my mentorship, that's kind of molded me into who I am today. Definitely. And, uh, right. you know, throughout my high school career, you know, I was in, 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 in it's called dance, Team Dance Fever. That was okay, okay. Squad. Hell yeah, yeah, bro. Hell yeah. It's called Team Dance Fever. And, you know, I, I love the man that kept me, you know. In, in, in the art and also kept me away from the streets and mm-hmm. showed me another platform to express myself. Definitely, bro. And from East High, you know, some counselors there they told me, hey, your college material is get you at CHB. Yes. So I applied, went to CHB. My first day, man, I remember orientation. I was like, man, none of my friends came here. You know, I had like, literally like two friends that yeah, came from yeah, East yeah. High. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I was like, man, this is, this ain't for me. You know, I kind of felt that imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't, don't belong here, you know? So, you know, I stuck with it, and eventually I started, you know, getting more, you know, involved on campus, mm-hmm. joining more organizations, started building those friendships. Mm-hmm. Until this day, I have still connected to some people there, and, you know, it was a different atmosphere. Coming from the east side to, to CSUB, mm-hmm. that's a different side of town. Kind of like a culture shock a little yeah, bit. No, yeah. a bit, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely bro. So it, was a, it was a culture shock for me, and, you know, just stuck with it, and, you know, had talked to the right advisors, the counselors there, and they mm-hmm. told me, you know what? Uh, this is what we're going to do. They set me up with the college plan. I came in un- undeclared. Okay. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that education was going to open up uh, many doors for me. Mm-hmm. So they kind of told me, what do you like? What do you see yourself doing? And mm-hmm. I, for me, I kind of always liked the, the sense of, you know, why is poverty here? And why are gangs here? Why are mm-hmm. systems in place, racism? Mm-hmm. So for me, that kind of, you know, struck my interest. So mm-hmm. they told me about sociology. And you know, that was my my, my major, mm-hmm. the minor in psychology. Mm-hmm. I got my BA in 2018 with the mm-hmm. psychology and sociology. 
and just got my master's mm-hmm. in uh, school counseling. Mm. So I'm doing that because I figured, you know, working with the youth, I'm going to need to learn how to navigate their life, how to understand them, mm-hmm. really support them. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, man, I got to get these get these skills. Yes, know, definitely, skills bro. Done. Definitely, bro. Yeah. And I got my, my master's in 20, just this May, 2021. Mm-hmm. And then apply to the doctor, man. And we're here, you know, from definitely, bro. East High to CHB and I'm the doctor. And man, it's been a journey, but a blessing. You know? And I'm, I'm glad you it. came on because people who watch this, I know a lot. Right. Some, some of the kids do watch this, no matter what the hell I say. They're yeah, still going to watch proof that we could come from where we come from and it's so easy to go to go left besides yeah. going making the right move right yeah and it's possible to reach our goals and it's not mm-hmm. just this glass ceiling that i guess that's placed on us east side boys like oh this is all you could do no we could break through that damn thing and yeah. we could come back and it's important that we come back bro i think yeah. it's it's so important dude uh-huh. and it's so like you said too where we come from it's so uh-huh. easy just to not go the educational route because you know how it is some kids are we're seeing it now kids are too yeah. school too cool for this we're not doing that i'm too cool for this shit y'all don't want to be smart like why wouldn't you want to be smart why wouldn't you want to accomplish your educational goals right yeah. what inspired you throughout your life to you know talk about poverty talk about gang violence being in gangs things like that what especially with minorities what right. what really inspired you to to pursue that yeah yeah definitely good question man so for me it was just you know growing up in this environment and you know, luckily for me, I had, uh, you know, good parents and a good mentorship. Mm-hmm. But I seen friends go down the, the wrong line. And for me, it was like, man, what's what's going on? And also the I learned that, you know, from the grapevine to the central to the from the grapevine to Fresno, mm-hmm. we have nine state prisons here in, in the Central Valley. Oh, OK. In County. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was like, man, this is we're getting funneled into this school to prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, man, we have to do something about it and it's urgency because the people that are ending up in these prisons are minorities, people Definitely. of color, and we're the ones being becoming state prison. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, we have to do something about this. And mm-hmm. that's really what interested me in sociology and wanted to change, you know, a little bit of the culture mm-hmm. of how, you know, our upbringing, because that's not, you know, some, some decisions that we're not taking responsibly is it's ending up Definitely. You know, in a bad situation. So Definitely. that's initially what got me started, man. And, now I'm just trying to invest in the youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm working through CSUB through a program mm-hmm. where we assist low income and uh, first generation students mm-hmm. at East High and a couple of our partnership schools. And we help them, you know, get into transition from high school to college, mm-hmm. try to make that transition and give them that college identity. Like, hey, mm-hmm. your college material, you can make it out. And we support them whether they want to go to trade school, get a certificate, go to a CSU or UC. Mm-hmm. We they're the experts at their life, so we kind of guide them in that direction. And never, never enforce nothing on them that they don't want, and mm-hmm. we kind of guide. They have them options, them. right? You're yeah. trying to promote yeah. the options. Exactly. I think it's that's another you know, thing. Another thing too, I see working for you know a school. There's not just one way to get out of it. We want to say get out, but there's so many ways we could get out. It doesn't have to be just go to a four-year or, like I said, go to a trade school. Sometimes people just want to learn a trade. You know, we've seen so many people successful with just trades, right? I think that's beautiful, bro. I think it's important that we have people like you telling these kids it doesn't have to just be one way it could be right. there's certain there's a lot of avenues and routes that you could go to accomplish your dreams and go just making it out where you come from, from poverty right yeah, yeah so when you say you know from state prisons or whatnot educate me because i'm not really familiar do you believe these state prisons are made for profit right, right. Like they're profiting off minorities yeah. Is that what you kind of what you're yeah. going for? Yeah, man, and I'm diving into this research. Um, I'm, I'm kind of new to it as well, but mm-hmm. most of the research that I'm reading, school to prison pipeline, uh, we're seeing that you know 
minorities make up of the biggest percentage in these state prisons, especially in the Central Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make up the majority of the numbers there, which is African-American and Latinos, Latinx. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means there's something going on with, uh, and I think the main marginalizer is poverty. I feel like poverty, mm-hmm. that's where different problems come yeah. across, whether that's food insecurity, mm-hmm. uh, job employment, you don't have good employment, mm-hmm. and also this uh, systemic racism that I'm learning about right now and how things are set in place in order to put minorities mm-hmm. uh, down, you know? Mm-hmm. And we look at a criminal justice system, we look at, mm-hmm. you know, job employment, literally by your last name, I was reading an article, they shred your application if your last name is Gonzalez or... Contreras, uh, Contre- Tafoya. Yeah, Tafoya, you know, Hispanic uh-huh. last names or African-American last names, and we see that, man, and it's like, man, it's not an equal playing field for every person, you know? I feel like mm-hmm. there's outliers, there's people that make it out, but the majority... They, they're kind of... They're going to be stuck here, they're gonna bro. They're going to be stuck. They're going to be stuck. Damn. Yeah. That, and that's... It, it's sad, but you're right, though, bro. I remember, yeah. like, my dad, he, he graduated from Cal State. He's a probation officer, retired. Right. He always told me that your last name is going to always... They're always going to assume, you know, here's this Mexican boy. This is a little Mexican boy. What does yeah. he know? Like, why can't we have what they have? Yeah. You know what I mean? Through education. Why can't we do that? Yeah. And I think it's being exposed to it. We're taught, you know, just get a job, mijo, and just pay these bills and you'll be comfortable. Like, why do we always want to stay comfortable? You know what I mean? And you're right. Maybe, like, I'm not really educated enough to say it's um, what those factors are, but yeah. I would like, you know, that's why you're here to kind of expose yeah, what's, yeah. what's going on, the truth of what's going on. Yeah, and I think we see that every day, bro. It's, 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 um, it's sad, bro, but I think that is the reality of the fact that we are designed to always fight from the bottom. You know what I mean? Right. And what what route are you thinking that, you know, what, I guess not a cure for, what route you think we should go to fix this system or, you know, I guess make a new system? What do you think we should do about that? Right. Yeah, no, man, great question, too. I feel I think it all starts with resources. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like having mental health resources in place, mm-hmm. you know, we see it in education. That's why I start first. Uh, the school, the, the counselor to student ratio in California, I believe it was like 15 minutes per student. Wow. 15 minutes, man. Like, how can you establish that relationship, get to know the student in front of you and tell them, hey, this is what you need. These are your needs. Um, and, and it's not there. So I feel like I think the overall structure of education needs to be restructured and hire more counselors, more of that support team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of guide these students in the right direction, you know, because for me, I think I met my counselor at East High like, I would say one or two times. Yeah, at least, bro. you know, for like five minutes and I was out the window and let's go. They got to meet with another student. Mm-hmm. And I fully, I believe it's not the counselor's fault, but it's the resources, the money that's allocated to these districts mm-hmm. that tell them, hey, this is your capacity, how many students you have to meet mm-hmm. throughout the school year. It's impossible, man, to get through each student and try to meet with them. And I think it, it all starts with resource and allocating the, the funding pretty mm-hmm. much. I think money plays a big part. Definitely, bro. This and we need to uh, definitely restructure it in the way education is set up. Definitely, bro. You're yeah. so right. And now I'm thinking about you're right. Imagine, yeah. you just say um, where I work at, right? right. And they come many students there are, and they come. There's six counselors. How are they supposed to be with all these? And get get a connection with them, right. and then see what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not books, smart. Right? So maybe they need a trade. Maybe they yeah. just need someone to kind of push them a little harder than. Hey, maybe BC is the way just to get you prepared yeah. for a university, or just maybe BC, just get whatever you want, or just go straight into the workforce. Maybe they're just, you know how it is. Sometimes some yeah. peak, some kids are not good with books, but what? they're hustlers. Go start a business. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My biggest thing too, I notice this all the time. There's like six, 
I don't know, I forgot how they say, six post-high school routes, you know, mm-hmm. one's jail, one's death, right, yeah. one's um, post-education, uh, college, one's uh, trade school, vocational school, military, right? right, but I don't see starting a business up there. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, there should be seven, because I'm living proof that you could start a yeah. business and then open your eyes. I didn't open my eyes, bro, till I was fucking damn near thirty. Yeah. Like, yo, I need to finish school now. Like, it's cool to you know be a businessman, but I don't think I had the resources or someone to tell me either. I was worthy of it. I think these kids really need someone to tell them you could do it. Right. And I do you feel like that too? Like these kids have never told, no one's ever told them you could yeah. do this, and this is how you do it. Yeah. You know? I think they just think college is like this big ass dorm, and we're just mm-hmm. going to football games and flat frat parties. Like, no, I don't. I don't think they realize how, especially in California, there are routes for you. There are grants. Like I was right. talking to these kids, they don't even know what a grant is or a scholarship. Like, right. you could apply, my guy. Bill Gates gives one out all the time. You could go yeah. apply. Don't say you're gonna get it, but yeah. I just think the kids need to be exposed to the resources they do have and like you said there are a lack of resources and do you see that changing with the educational system like because you're right bro you hit it spot on there's not enough Mm -hmm. the ratio was super crazy with how many counselors every school's given with the amount of students who want to be seen who need that extra attention yeah yeah no definitely man i feel like there is a lot of support right now in the schools Mm -hmm. Uh, like for example one of the the program that i work for we're stationed at east high in the Mm -hmm. career center Mm -hmm. so we help out all the students with their financial aid Mm -hmm. their college application whether that's bc a csu or uc Mm -hmm. connecting them to the military if they choose that route as well i feel like that's destined to them we support them in that route oh yeah um and, and we see the students you know we interact with them and we have that relationship and talk about you know what they want to do after high school you know mm-hmm. i think that's when they don't actually see it right now i think due to the development like, okay everything is all you know just high school they don't really see like what's going to happen after but mm-hmm. they got to start thinking about what route they're going to take because that's going to impact their entire life mm-hmm. you know we see it through people that you know decide to go straight into the labor force mm-hmm. they hate the job that they do waking up to the job that they hate yeah it kind of sucks man you know yeah. but they got to provide for their kids or family so they don't got an option mm-hmm. you know and i feel like it's sad to see human beings not reaching their full potential or reach what they call uh, um, there's a term uh, I'll get back to it but there's a term where you reach your maximum potential in life mm-hmm. you know, to, to figure out who you really are mm-hmm. and that's the goal that we're trying to do is maximize these students understand where they come from so they mm-hmm. can maximize who they really are what they want to do and what they love doing connecting mm-hmm. it with their passion mm-hmm. so I feel like this is lacking in today's society I mm-hmm. feel like people are ending up in jobs that, that they hate and I feel like you know Getting that creative side, connecting that passion, their creativity to maybe their major. Maybe they like video games, connecting computer engineering, mm-hmm. something that they really they really love and they're going to invest into it. And this is the perfect time for that type of stuff, bro. Yeah. We're in this technology <laughs> age. You just yeah. see what I set up. How hard is it, bro? Imagine right. if we got some of these kids, even at the school I work at. If they had just the idea of how to do this, I think yeah. they would do great, especially the ones who don't know how to fucking stop talking. Yeah. Why don't you start a podcast and talk about what you yeah. want to talk about, my guy? This exactly. is the the YouTube life. You know, yeah. this this day and age, this is that's a beautiful thing about technology, mm-hmm. right? Like, even yesterday, it was kind of hard for us to get a hold of each other just right, because right. now I got your number. But yeah. look what happened yesterday. Six hours, Facebook and I, Instagram were down. The whole world was fucking tripping. Like, yeah. the if we, we we forgot what it was without these apps. Yeah. This is the age where you could make something. You could make a profit, I Definitely. think. A monetary value. These things have monetary value now. And it's. I think the kids do need that, bro. I've been yeah. pushing for 
a video production class that shows how to make podcasts, how to make just little segments like this, and right. I think that's what some kids would love. Yeah. I think we just gotta tap into it, bro. Yeah. Yep. How do you think we should do that? You know, we're saying you know, if, if getting the resources these kids need and getting them off the streets. How do you think we should, we should be able to do that now with what we have? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, getting them off the streets, I feel like. It, there's complexity. I feel like, you know, a lot of times, you know, some students are born into it. You know, they mm -hmm. have born into the gang life. They're born into, you know, poverty, mm -hmm. uh, abusive homes. And that's where I think it all starts because the parents are the first teachers. Uh, Definitely. That's where they see everything going on in the household. They're going to project it at school because that's that's what they learn. You know, that's their values, their morals. I feel like that's where it all starts. Definitely. Uh, but I believe mentorship can make an impact. Uh, if we do the right mentorship, you know, actually engage with these students, build those relationships. Like, hey, I believe in you. It's not just a, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, good to see you. No. They, they keep it pushing. But it's actually engaging, asking them, you know, what they like. What, what, what's something that they would like to see themselves after high school and supporting them. Exactly, them that bro. Route and not pressuring them to do college if they don't want to. Um, but it's an alternative. It's another plan. It's a plan B. Mm -hmm. They decide to do, you know, go into the labor force. Mm -hmm. Well, let's check out if you want to do welding. How can you get certified at BC for free? Oh, God. To, get, to go to these jobs and present them. Like, hey, there's my resume. No, you good, bro. These are my, the skills that I have. Mm -hmm. So how can I, you know, move up in this position or, you know, become managers? Because you're certified now. You got the skills. Mm -hmm. You got what it takes to land in these labor jobs. If you want to get into the labor market right away, mm -hmm. at least come with something. That these employers are gonna be like, hey, this person stands out. Mm -hmm. Let's get them on. So young too. Imagine that they're. Yeah. I tell kids too, like, bro, this shit does this shit doesn't just land in your lap. Yeah. It doesn't. Unfortunately, you have to work for it. It's not gonna just be like, oh, I want this. I think we live in the world too. It's just we want everything now, now, now. Oh, and I think, especially education. Yeah. I know, dude, that does not happen yeah. now. Like, some, I wish I had my bachelor's, but that's not gonna happen because yeah. I want it. You right. gotta go get it. And I think yeah. being on campus, and you know, to working at East High. It's cool to be on campus to, to mentor these kids. That's the only yeah. way we're going to be able to mentor. Unless we have some kids on the hood, you know, we could talk yeah. to our neighbors. But yeah. to reach more, I think we do have to be on campus. I think yeah. it's important, and I hope they are watching this. I hope I think it's important for districts to have people like us, bro. Yeah. Because just like um, law enforcement, I think it's mm -hmm. important to have law enforcement who are from the hood, yeah. people who are from the area. How are you going to change um, change from the outside? You got to be with, you got to be inside to yeah. know what's going on. Exactly. And I think. I think it's important for us to have employees like us who could stay in the inside, who know where these kids are coming from. Because you, right. we both have friends that I'm sure are rough characters, right? Yeah, yep. And we know where they fucked up at. Mm -hmm. And now we could try to tell, especially, I, I know I made some mistakes as a kid, as a man. If I could teach some of my young guys, like, yo, let it go, my guy. That's yeah. my biggest thing. Yeah. I'm try, I just try to talk sense to them. Like, dude, why don't you want to do that? Because yeah. you don't want to be wrong. Like, too bad, bro. This is life. You're going to be wrong sometimes. I think it's really important that, yeah. how, what's the term I'm looking for now? It's kind of, uh, it's within the area, but it's kind of um, the products of where we're from. I right. think this, this, I think the district needs to hire more people mm -hmm. like us who are products of the environment that we Definitely. came from, and we know where these kids are going to. Because once they see they can relate to us, yeah. they can trust us. Exactly. And once That's... we have that trust, bro, I think it could go, it could, it could go any way, bro. Because even yeah. coaching basketball, I still have kids from Foothill now. They're seniors. Asking me or showing me their grades, you know, like my guy Tyson. Shout out to Tyson today. Showed me his grades. 
like dude you could do so much yeah. with your you have you're so skilled yeah. in your sports but let's use that now as a tool to get you yeah. whoever gets who cares if it's a d3 school yeah. figure it out you know what i mean so yeah man you made a great point that people you know they want things they don't want to sacrifice and invest in things they want instant gratification mm-hmm. they want if they're going to get something they want to get it quick and mm-hmm. now and I think social media, technology, it, it became this society where we get things quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. and to education, it's an investment. You know, I've been in school since 2013 yeah. and it's 2021. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my friends, they got a house already, got their careers going on. And I'm be like, man, I'm still in school. I'm still investing into my education, getting the skills. But at the end of the day, it's it's worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we got to tell these kids, like, hey, it's going to be a sacrifice. You're going to have to. You know, not go to family barbecues, not go out with your friends on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You gotta focus and stay true to yourself and what you want to do, and see the mm-hmm. ultimate. Where the ultimate sacrifice is, you'll get whatever you want in life, and mm-hmm. have that passion and that drive to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like people now they don't want to struggle. They don't want to. They just want things instantly. And that's why people understand too. They don't see the struggle on social media. Right. They don't see the L's. They just see the. No. the and I think we're all victims. They're like, damn. I was telling my aunt this. Like sometimes, I'm like, damn, I wish I had that. But then I'm like. Yeah. Bro, why are you envious? Don't be like that. Like, yeah. like the way I grew up. Like, no, we're never envious. That's you get your own. Yeah. And I think, like, I think what we're saying too is, kids need to, the youth needs to understand that things take time, yeah. and it's not. Just, it's a manifestation of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's luck. And there's gonna be times where we we take L's. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think these yeah. kids too are so afraid to take some L's, right? Yeah. And yeah. just be. Be pressed sometimes. They don't like to be pressed yeah, nowadays. You yeah. can't press them. Like, dude, they need to be told, hey, this ain't the way to go. How do you uh, feel about what I said about they need products of the environment to be in the district to show these kids that we're just like you guys when we were younger. Now look at us now. Do you think that's a factor in what you're trying to do? Man, yeah. That uh, representation in the workplace, into these institutions, into the school districts, I think that's key to see. Uh, for example, we have a student. And all they see is principals that have been at their school that are, you know, white males, yes, white definitely. females. Mm-hmm. They never get to see a minority in that position. They're like, man, I could probably never get to that position, mm-hmm. you know. So it's great to see leadership roles that are taken on by minorities. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of, you know, dove into this doctoral because, you know, I, I want to be in these positions of leadership where I can inspire the youth and tell them, hey, I grew up in the east side. I'm from this environment, went to this high school, mm-hmm. but I still made it out and look at where I am. And, you know, and I understand there's different factors. Every individual is different. Definitely. You know, they, they're, you know, hit with different problems in life, whether that's family, violence, and, you know, so many things. But I feel like it's possible if you have the mindset and you really want to, you know, inspire others, that's, that's what it takes. But I, I 100% agree, man. Representation, mm-hmm. diversity, mm-hmm. inclusivity in the workplace. I feel like it's key to promoting and elevating our, our minorities because De- they're the ones definitely. that are falling behind. Definitely, and just, bro. And just the other day, I, I went to a CHB, uh a data summit where they showed we're graduating, I think it was in the 70s, percent of women, and in the 30s, I think it's in the 30s for males. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, the males are falling behind, man. Like, yeah, dude. There's something going on with this generation of males that they're not going to college. They're going into the labor force, and it's okay if they love to, if they love what they do, but if they don't love it and they, they're struggling minimal ways, and we got to you know, tell them, like, hey, Education is here. Come on down. There's grants, scholarships. There's aid that is here to help you. And, that, and that's one thing about being living from poverty. There's a lot of aid that's going to help you exactly. pay for college. Exactly. You know, they don't got to pay that money back. And, um, you know, that's something that it needs to be, um, you know, 
elevate it to the students and let them know like, hey, this these resources are out here for you, mm-hmm. and this is how you're gonna get to it. But I think putting it in practice that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you know how you said too. These kids, you know, they want to work now. Yeah, I have a kid. One of these periods, he's a barber. Okay, fucking hates class, and he told me one time, dude. Sir, I don't give a fuck about none of this. I'm like, yeah. oh, at least he's honest, right? right, I, right. And they see that too. I said, just tell me you don't care. I'll leave you alone, bro. Yeah. And he told me, I don't care about this. But I'm like, okay, that's fine. But remember, you're only 17, my guy. Yeah. You're a barber. You're making cool money. But are do you have a license? A license to barber, or do you have and a license for your right. whip? You have neither. So this is where you're gonna be at until you get that. Yeah. You need your high school diploma, my guy. Yeah. You need a. How are you going to pay for that, bro? How are you going to exactly. get your whip? How are you going to get your license? You have none of this. So this you're a kid yeah. still then. If you showed me something different, then cool. I believe you. But dog, you know you're taking care of responsibilities as a businessman then. How are yeah. you going to have your own business without no licenses? Right. You got no driver's license. You got no no uh, California barber license. That's cool to do it out your backyard, my guy. But don't you want more? Yeah. Like you got to start thinking this high school thing is the way to do this thing. Yeah. Just get your diploma. How, get a C. Like mm-hmm. You can just sit back here acting like a badass, disrupting the teacher. What about everybody else who wants to succeed in this, who's not right. a barber? Yeah. Like, you can't be doing that stuff, bro. I'm yeah. just telling you the truth. Like, and it, it's crazy. And I get it, too. I was I, I was kind of like that, too. But I was a whole different avenue. I wanted to rap, you know? <laughs> but to see, some of these kids do have that business mentality. And I love yeah. seeing it. But I think they do need to understand, too, there's other routes, too. You, right. That could be your side hustle. Yeah. And you could, man... No kids, no, um, how do I say this? No really big responsibilities at 18, 19, making some right. cool side money. You could do so much. You could just go to school and not have an actual job. Yeah. Like, what I, I, people need to tell them that too. Like, yeah. I, and there was a, there was like a little workshop, and I'm like, well, why don't you guys tell these kids they could have like a, a trade right. and this trade could be your way of a little bit of more than part-time money mm-hmm. for part-time time you could work that four or five hours make yeah. more than part-time out of mcdonald's yeah. and still go to school exactly. yeah. go in the morning from eight to twelve eight to one and then yeah. from one to seven you want to go hustle with your with your haircuts or whatever yeah. you're doing like i think that needs to be enforced too a little bit bro like yeah. i know maybe i'm my stay grinding or keep well, grinding yeah. model was not really a curriculum thing but i'm yeah. like why don't they expose that to these kids too like yeah. they don't some of these kids are not college bound and that's yeah. fine yeah. and i think it is minorities it's it's yeah. all rasa bro like these yeah. kids all want to they, you know how it is, too. They want yeah. that fast money. Right. And right. it's like, you, you could get the fast money, bro, but what are you going to do after that? Yeah. Like, I think we all should tell these kids there's life after high school. It's going to hit you fast, yeah. right? Yeah. And what are they going to go to, you know? I think that's right. what I'm scared of. Like, what are these kids going to do once they realize that life's here? Are they going to shortcut themselves? Yeah. Or are they going to just go to crime and yeah. start doing illegal stuff which most of them do right yeah, yeah. and that's what do you think we should do to kind of wake them up for that yeah think we should have more clubs maybe i'm thinking i was even thinking like why don't we have more clubs to show kids how to manage their money right yeah. do we yeah. have to, we don't have stuff like that right personal yeah. financing and whatnot yeah. yeah no i think that's a great point man uh definitely there needs to be more in the education field, they need to be, especially high school, they need to teach these kids how to you know, manage life, you know, not just education, but how to manage their life. Like you mentioned, you know, financial literacy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever learned about, I think government recon touched on it, the credit, you know, credit score. Yeah. I have a good credit score, man. That's key in the United <laughs> right? States, you know. And then also different things that education uh, doesn't touch on, you know. And I feel like 
you know, for example, entrepreneurship. That's yeah. a very, very minimal. Yeah. I hardly hear that term. Yes. I know uh, there's some majors that are really being developed for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I support that 100%. If a student wants to do, you know, small business management, entrepreneurship, let's at least get you some skills, get certified either through BC. I think they have a certification mm-hmm. or to get an AA in small business entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Get some skills, communication, the writing, the math that's going to help you mm-hmm. in your business. Or else you're going to have to learn it, you know, kind of the harder way and try to explore on your own. I mean, now we got the internet. So, the internet, definitely, you know, bro. Google, I feel like you can find many answers on there. Mm-hmm, but definitely. at least gain those those skills that you may need, you know, that, that, that you're going to have to, you know, be equipped to, to mm-hmm. run your business. How to how to run it successfully and, and efficiently. Mm-hmm. I feel like that we need to expose uh, students to that more mm-hmm. and definitely support them. If they want to open up a business, how can we give them those uh, services and tell them, hey, this is the... Maybe some of the resources that you may need, connect them to universities that offer, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurship or maybe uh, seeking resources in the community. Mm-hmm. Maybe connecting them to a mentor that they have their own business already running. Who could hey. teach them what an LLC is or right. a license yeah. to, you know, to sell from the from the county, things like that. Exactly. They, exactly. they need to know what those are, bro, because... Yep. I hate to say it, the white the, some of these white kids exactly yeah. know what an LLC is. They yeah. know what a yeah. what a proprietorship is, a sole yeah. proprietorship, a multi person proprietorship. Yeah. They should know what these are too. I think we should expose right. our our people to that stuff, bro. Yeah. Because everybody else is doing it, and I think yeah. we need to do it. And I think yeah. it's not coming from us because we're not doing it. We're right. I what my my father was education, but he was like. You know, this is what I'm a probation officer. This is what I do. Right. He wasn't into entrepreneurship. He just yeah. discovered it a couple years ago. He's like, oh, we could do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we could build we could build something with yeah. the money you have now. Like, why right. not? Yeah. How do you think we reach these kids, bro, that, you know, they're exposed to gangs and gang violence and um, I guess participating in gang activities. Right. How do we reach those kids and right. kind of just deter them from that route they're going on? Yeah. I think that's my biggest challenge yeah. to show yeah. them. Even one of my guys, dude, again, one of these kids I have in one of these classes, so into it. It's right. like, that's all he knows. Yeah. And it's yep. like, how the hell? Like, I, I'm thinking things every day. Like, how do I show him? No, bro, get out. Like, this right, is, right. they don't give a fuck about you, my guy. Yeah. The game don't love you. Right. The game's going to use you and spit you out like it does everybody else. And it's going to spit you out until the um, the correctional you know, area of it, you're going to go to jail, my guy. Yeah. And what do you, we're no good out here. What's you, and I think the kids right. need to know too. Once you're in there, no one out here, no one out here thinking about you, bro. Yeah. That's the reality of it. The life's going to continue to go on and you're just going to be sitting there 23 hours a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do we reach those kids? Yeah, man. And that, that's definitely a sensitive topic. I feel like, um, you know, gang culture, it stems back from, you know, years back. There's probably generations of, you know, people that grew up in it grandparents 100%. and 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 you know I, I i can only speak so much on it because I, I respect uh you know where they come from and because i think poverty was one of the main marginalizers on why um you know gangs initially were created you know was, was to defend you know their communities that's and, oh and, yes yes yeah, and, and so I, yes. I feel like you know now you know and i can only talk so much on it just because i believe i'm not educated as much on it but mm-hmm. i feel like you know getting the kids that are at risk that are Consider at-risk youth, uh, you know, that go to our schools, mm-hmm. um, that don't have a loving home. I feel like they're the ones that fall victims of of, of, of joining the game because they want everybody, every human wants to be a part of something. They want accepted. to feel connected, accepted, or something. Yes, exactly. bro, yes, so yes, They want yes. to feel belonging. And when they join these organizations, they feel belong. They feel loved. The love that they didn't get from abusive homes, mm-hmm. from dysfunctional families. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
you know, um, in order to get these, you know, really impact the students, it all comes with building that relationship, you mm-hmm. know, making them feel like, hey, and kids are good at doing that. They're good at seeing who cares for them and who doesn't. Yeah, bro. So exactly. I feel like uh, when to target them, you know, we really need to build those relationships, encourage them like, hey, how can we get you to uh, go an alternate way? Mm-hmm. How can we get you to, you know, find your purpose in life? You know, what do you love to do? Other than being, you know, in the streets and 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 you know doing these 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 things that are criminal activity that might end you in, in the in the in the pipeline to school to exactly, prison, exactly, you bro. know. And I feel like you know many of them are not are unaware of you know some of the things that they're doing now that they could potentially end up in prison. And once you end up in prison, it's, it's very the- difficult right now to uh, you know service these students because now you're state property. You know mm-hmm. now you become uh, you lose some of your rights, and Definitely. it's very hard to you know get out of that system. So I feel like early intervention, I feel, you know, early intervention, even as far as middle school. Right now, we're servicing Sierra Middle School. Man. That's one of the schools that we service. At. Tough school too, bro. Yeah, yeah that's, where I, that's where I went, and I feel like Same that here. school needs a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're there promoting that college-going culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, going back to your question, the at-risk youth, I think it's, it's very complex. But I think making that connection with them, building that relationship, that's where it all starts, and making them trust you. Hey, you're not just giving me false information. Yeah, that BS, and they know when you're BS. Yeah, yeah, bro. Oh, they know, man. 100%. They know because they're they're on another level of alertness compared mm-hmm. to someone that you know is not on survival mode. Yeah, they're know? not naive. The ones who are naive. So there's so yeah, many kids who are yeah. naive too. But these ones are been exposed to some real life adult right, stuff. Right. They kind of know what what's going down right now. Especially oh, yeah. when it comes from poverty. Some of these kids, man. Especially coaching. These some of these kids don't eat. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I mean, they're struggling to survive. They don't know when they're gonna see their dad again. They don't know when they're gonna. If the, if the the lights are going to be on when they're home, this is like yeah. real. Like I can't imagine being exposed to that. I'm sure you can't either. Our parents yeah. had us spoiled. Now we look compared to their situation. We were spoiled, right. bro. And it's that's my biggest question. My biggest question to myself: like, How in the hell could I get this guy to see that this not this ain't the way, dog? Like yeah, yeah, and like you're game banging on everybody here. But why yeah. you? I always, and I get. From my history too, like right. respect for that for those streets, right? right. What you said though, the gangs were meant to protect the neighborhood yeah. from yeah. law enforcement taking, you know, right. injustices of law enforcement coming in. They yeah. kind of got to fear us. This is our territory, mm-hmm. but it's not like that anymore, my right, guy. Right. You know, it's the way it's built now. It's like there's no structure anymore. Right. And I'm not saying gangs ever had a structure, but that structure within is gone. And there's so many factors in that too. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. mainly drug use, and you know, there's no more rules, right? No one to right. really put the foot down. Yeah. But I feel like now it's just like, how do I get this kid to realize like this thing you're fighting for? It's worth nothing, my guy. Like yeah. you're over here trying to. I see a lot of kids, you know, banging on each other. But I'm yeah. like, dude, what do you gain from that? Who yeah. is that person? Because back when I was a kid, or not, my dad was. When you yeah. do that, you're trying to gain something. You're yeah. gonna go after the big dog. This kid is not a big dog. He'll never be in the game. In the game that you know, I respect. I, yeah. At the end of the day, because I. I, some of the best people, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've met are part of that culture. They're yeah. not bad yeah. people. They this right. is who accepted them, yeah. and this is what they're. This is what they live for. I get right. that. So when I tell these kids like, "Yo, when you do stuff like that, you're exposing it. This is for fun now. This is a play thing. Yeah. Like this isn't a game, bro. Yeah. Like this is some people have died behind what you're saying, right. and I don't think these kids understand that. It's like yeah. this isn't a game that you play. You just you yell out, "Oh, I'm from here!" Like why are you broadcasting that to right. everybody, my guy? You think this is a game, yeah. and I tell them, I tell them straight up, like you're not really about that life. Like, right. I, like it's so crazy. Well, I don't know why 
there's a lot of posers. Mm-hmm. Like I think we those are the ones we gotta grab out. Yeah. Because they're yeah. the ones that are gonna be hurt and they're gonna be the ones going to jail and they're gonna be hurt in jail. Because once you see, once they see you're weak. Yeah. They take them out, bro, and it's like they're gonna be in there forever because of that. And yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. Like right. that shit's cool now. It's not cool. Yeah. So I'm trying to always figure out way. How do I show these kids that this life isn't cool? Yeah. And it's hard, bro. Yeah. And yeah. I guess I don't know if it's just the um. That lifestyle is what they think, you know, we know how it is when we're yeah, kids. Yeah. The, the yeah. girls like this stuff, the tough right. guy, yeah. or the homies think I'm cool because, you know, I'm slinging right. a little bit of stuff. Like, yeah. bro, that's not cool. And I'm, just, like I said, that's why I wanted to have you on because I don't yeah, know yeah. exactly what what route we should go, bro. I love that you, you know, clean up the streets. I yeah. think they should see that because yeah. I think if the the kids need to understand too, they're the next generation. Right. This community is going to need them. And yeah. look at our streets right now. Look how, and I see, you know how, yeah. nigga, ass and highway. Why yeah. has it got to be like that, bro? And look at the majority that's here. It's all Latinos, blacks. Yeah. It's minorities that are the majority in this area, right? Look at our Edison Highway, bro. So I love yeah. seeing you clean yeah. up clean up the streets. That's something that's really important. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, I feel like small steps and fall, and small little things like that really go a long way, you know, because mm-hmm. when you see people out here cleaning the streets, caring for their community, I feel like they want to be a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Don't think twice throwing that bag out of, you know, McDonald's out of the yeah, window yeah, bro. not wait until they get home to throw it out. You know, it's like, this is your community. Help us take care of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And we do cleanup days um, with the with the nonprofit Children's First Campaign. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, right there with the city councilman, Andre. Andre Gonzalez. Shout out to Andre Gonzalez. He's a shout fellow. He's an alumni on STS podcast. Yeah, shout out to Andre. He's, you know, organizes there at the, at the Pocket Park and really, you know, mobilizes people to, you know, care about their community, you know, mm-hmm. and it's good to see people that live in these communities go out here and clean up because the majority of the time it's people that come from different areas mm-hmm. that come help us clean up. But no, mm-hmm. we got to get the people that live there to care about their communities and be mm-hmm. like, hey, Let's clean it up. You know, it, it feels good when you know when you're when you got kids walking from you know their house to you know to school. They want to feel a sense of man, my neighborhood is clean. You know, mm-hmm. they, they feel better instead of seeing trash all over the place. Like mm-hmm. your day already starts, you know, subconsciously. And it mat- way, that matters, you know? bro. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Like it it it, get, it it bums me out, bro. Cause I love yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah. I love it yeah. from here all the way to behind Foothill. That's the neighborhood I feel like. That's yeah. the east side. Yeah. You know, the real east side, not the right. east side of City of the Hills. <laughs> that don't count to me. I'm talking about the heart. Yeah. We live in the heart, bro. And I think, man, this this place needs so much help, bro. I yeah. think that's what people like you come in. And do you feel like sometimes the way you look at it, just I just need to change one. If I could just change one. It was worth it. Is that kind of how you see things? Like, yeah. like I guess like in a micro view, like I just need to change one life. Yeah. And this is all worth it. Is that the way you kind of feel? Yeah, definitely. Man. That's exactly the way I see it. When I have my workshops at East or talking to kids in the community, I tell them, you know, if I could change this mind, this student's mindset, mm-hmm. they're going to change their kid's mindset and the, and the generations from there on. Mm-hmm. You know, we end that cycle there. And another big part is uh, the parents, educating the parents. We have parent workshops. We tell them, hey. You know, how can we get your kid to be on the right ta- track, become productive citizens, and not end up in, get funneled into the school to prison pipeline, you know? Mm-hmm. What are some things to keep them away from the streets, keep them productive, you know, whether that's the arts, whether that's the extracurricular activities after school, sports, mm-hmm. how can we support the student uh, to really, you know, help them out, you know? And I feel like parents, if we impact the parents, we impact the, the rest of generations that are here, you Definitely, know? But definitely. Definitely changing one mindset, that could go a, a long way. Sure. Tell me a little about the numbers regarding the school to jail pipeline. What do those numbers look like in your research and what you're learning about right now? What yeah. the, how is that looking right now? 
Yeah, so right now I'm fairly uh, new to the school to prison pipeline, but I've, I've, I've the, the research that I've done already, mm-hmm. uh, we see that uh, out of three African-American individuals, uh, one will go to prison. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's some of the statistics that I'm seeing, and I'm like, man, that's, 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 scary. that's a lot. Yeah, That's a lot of people. And also, um, looking at the school to prison pipeline is, we look at the phenomenon of, by the if, if students don't know how to read, by the time they get to third grade, if they're illiterate, that's when they start predicting, let's start building these prison cells. Why? Because third grade, third grade reading level is going to impact whether they graduate from high school or not. That's going to impact them not graduating, dropping out. Therefore, there's a correlation to um, committing crime. Mm-hmm. So they found that. I'm like, man, that's scary. The reading levels, man. It was, I was like, I was mind blown when I was researching, researching this and also, you know, I'm researching different articles that talk about how to construct or how to help young males of color because they're falling behind right now in, in the university realm. And how can we support them and encourage them when you got families telling them one thing, the school telling them one thing, their society, their culture. You know, they got so much things going on in their mind. They don't know what to select mm-hmm. and what to do when they get out of high school. So it's very important that we help them navigate that through that lifespan and understand what do they want, you know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, our parents can tell us this. But is that something that, that we love to do? Mm-hmm. You know, or our culture might tell us this. Is our culture the right thing to do? Definitely you know, we see right. that in the Latino culture, Latinx yeah. culture. You know, not some of the practices in place, they're not mm. beneficial for us, you know? We Definitely. see the machismo. We see the... Yes. Another one is the mental health stigma. I was just about to say it. Yeah. Our mental... We are not, and I, I right. was... I didn't know I was had mental health issues all my life. Like, right. I was always like, get over it. Don't yeah. cry about it. Like, you're right, 100%. Continue on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mental health stigma, man. Like, when I got to CHB, I was struggling with some imposter syndrome, anxiety, depression, because I didn't feel like I belonged. Imposter syndrome, is that kind of like when you feel guilty for making it out? Or what exactly is is that? Yeah, imposter syndrome is when you don't feel uh, like you're a part of this organization or Mm -hmm. when when you feel... You know, like the outlier in yes. certain situations, you feel like you don't belong. So that's, okay. a, that's an issue. What imposter syndrome is, and struggling with it at CHB, there was a counseling center for free for students. They could go in there, talk to a therapist, a counselor. But the thing is, it's there. But student, young males, they're not gonna go because of that stigma. If I go in there, I'm gonna be looked at as weak. Or, or, or I used to always think, if you go see a therapist, you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. like you know, yeah. no, no. I learned late in life. It's yeah. okay to talk about your feelings, yep. my guy. 100%, definitely, man. definitely. 100%. Definitely. I feel like healing, it comes from within. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get to heal yourself properly, that's going to impact your relationship later in life, mm-hmm. uh, your family, the relationship with your friends. All that gets, you know, you 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 start, you know, developing yourself. You're like, man, I got a lot of healing to do. And yes, it's going to affect everything. So I feel like utilizing those mental health resources, but also going back to it, someone from the east side, someone living in poverty, they don't got money to go hire a counselor or go meet with a counselor or therapist. Mm-hmm. It has to be for free, man. Like, I feel mental health services, there needs to be more exposure of it mm-hmm. uh, in the county, in the city. I feel like there needs to be more of that exposure in order to really, you know, bridge that gap for the professionals and also the community. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like the lack of lack of that mental health in, in our culture is really mm-hmm. stopping kids from really, you know, maximizing themselves. And that's, yeah. I think that's the beautiful thing about this generation. I know I was knocking the social media, right? Everything right. self-graduate, you know, we want that self, how do you say, uh, we want everything now, right? Yeah. Self right. now, now, now. 
the mental health aspect has definitely blossomed the last five years, five yeah. to seven years. I think right. it's okay to talk about your mental health now. I think yeah. people, especially in the school, I think they're getting better at that, recognizing right. these kids have anxiety, mm-hmm. these kids have ADHD, these kids are hyper, these kids have a hard time concentrating. Right. And I think that's kind of what this generation, they're blessed with. Now there is a spotlight on mental yeah. health, yeah. and we're going to do whatever we can to make sure you talk to somebody, yeah. and we're going to try to be better at understanding we're not just gonna brush it away. Oh, he's just having a bad day. Yeah. We brush it off. Yeah. He'll get over it. You know, he needs more sleep. Yeah. Like that's how it was with us. At least I graduated '09, and mm-hmm. I didn't know I had anxiety. I don't. Yeah. I used to smoke marijuana. Like oh, yeah. you know, every time I get nervous around mm-hmm. a lot of people, I'll just smoke and I'll be good. But no, that's anxiety, my guy. You yeah. need to you need to come head on. Why you have anxiety? Yeah. And it's and it, I think that's something that's really really um important now. That stigma we're yeah. trying to break, and especially Latino families, Mexican families. Yeah. I don't think we're allowed to really express our feelings and yeah. get that out. So I think that that's important. No, hundred yeah. percent. I think that's important. You yeah. think that factors into why some of these males now in high school are not able to succeed at the level that they're capable of? Yeah, definitely, man. I feel like when us when uh, you know primarily males, they hold everything in and they don't really know how to express it or deal with certain emotions. They hold it into themselves. They don't have someone to talk to that about you know as compared to women. You know, I feel like they're more you know they could talk to someone about it, and it's 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 become a norm in our society for women to you know seek help. But for men, I feel like that you're seen as weak, you know, and I feel like um, when a student is not completely healed and doesn't uh, really understand what's going on in their mind, I feel like definitely that impacts the way they see life and Mm -hmm. the way they're going to choose their career path because they're going in with all this different emotions bottled in. It's like, man, Mm -hmm. you're ready to blow up when someone, Mm -hmm. you know, they start tripping on you or start anything, Mm -hmm. you know, they Mm -hmm. they got everything inside of them because they have no expression society tells them don't express yourself this way because mm-hmm. you're going to be looked as weak yeah, and I definitely. feel like we need to be more vocal about it and definitely promote uh, for young males you know to start expressing themselves it's okay yeah. to talk to someone about your feelings mm-hmm. and make it make it a habit because it's, it's important man and you, yeah I think when carrying I learned too throughout my years carrying that weight isn't healthy, yo. You no. you gotta let that off. Once you get that that weight's gonna come off your shoulders, it's gonna be weight you didn't even know you had on your shoulder off your shoulders. Like I never knew I was carrying that around. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing, bro. I learned that with my girlfriend. It's like I need to talk about my feelings and yeah. but not in a I guess um what's the word I just had in my tip not in an aggressive way. It don't right, have to right. be I'm mad. It just gotta be um just be calm and just kind of say, stay how you feel. Yeah. I'm learning that yeah. from my brother too. Like we're just learning boundaries. Right. I think kid, I wasn't even telling this kid too. You gotta learn how to set boundaries with your, yeah. with yourself, with other people. Learning how to set boundaries. Learning how to um, sometimes take the high road, fight your battles. What right. hill are you gonna die on? Yeah. I'm learning that as an employee too. Like there's certain things that yeah. I gotta. Like I'm gonna die on this hill. I'm not, and it, I think that's something I'm you know. What thirty? I'm thirty. I'm still learning that. Right. So I think if we could kind of get ahead of the game with these kids, yeah. I think man, I think we're just uh, how do I say this? It's a luxury to have people like you around right. for these kids. Appreciate they need because I don't think they weren't. They, they're not going to be exposed to that. We don't. They don't have that because you know they're going. I think they'll learn one day. But yeah. why not learn the earlier the better? In my opinion, right? Yeah, definitely. It's good to have this platform man, to talk to the people and really engage into you know. Who you're bringing on to this podcast really show the vulnerable side and the true side of who the, what they do and what they are. And that's what we're about. You know, that's crazy, huh? Collaborating. It's good to see, you know, different people on there that I've, I've seen around town, but never really got to dive in on what they do and what they're about. So I feel like this podcast, man, is going to be beneficial for 
the youth and for anyone that wants to take a little piece of, 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 of knowledge of of inspiration to the next level you mm-hmm. know, I feel like we need it in this society I think yeah. that's what and this podcast is all just conversation you know what I mean yeah, yeah. just regular conversation it's crazy I've had my homies going here crying yeah. I've had people get angry or just tell us something they never right. told but I think it's being comfortable in here yeah, like you know yeah. we have family friends right so it's right. being comfortable and um trusting one another and just seeing that you're here because I want you know you did offer but and honestly too bro people get mad if people always talk I want to come on I'm like bro I want you on (laughs) but with you and so I wanted you on bro I know I see what you're doing for the community bro right right. um when did you first what what age did you start thinking oh I want to give back to the community now because not everybody's born like that bro people don't Honest, I think people are kind of selfish. Like, oh, I can't change that shit. Like, it's, yeah. it's gonna take more. It's just like voting. Oh, my vote don't count. Like, what is my, right. what what are my resources gonna do? My time to help this community. That, that's not gonna change anybody. Yeah. What kind of inspired you to want to give back to her, to the yeah. community, to the east yeah. side especially? Oh, definitely. Thanks for that. Um, and I'll be true about it. You know, I struggled. I think it was seventh grade where I had, you know, depression, anxiety that really hit me hard. I was losing weight. I was, you know, I thought I was going to die, man. It was the first time ever experiencing something like that. Mm-hmm. And having that anxiety really um, put something in, in, in a, a little flame in my heart to help others. Mm-hmm. You know, it created that sense of, you know, I was in a dark place, but now I want to help individuals mm-hmm. like myself in this community. Um, and that really sparked ignited the flame to really you know go out there and help whether that's investing my time because that's all i have right now is my time my, mm-hmm. my labor and my time because i don't got the money you know but yeah. i could invest if i can help out whether that's building desks at the parking park cleaning up the streets you know because i feel like and also my the, my sociology degree really exposed me to seeing life through a sociological lens meaning mm-hmm. we see the injustices that happen mm-hmm. in our communities mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a leader and make this popular, you know, because I feel like today's society, the United States, we're an individualistic society. We care about if it doesn't involve a business transaction, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be part of it. And I feel like we need to be more uh, transparent with people and tell them, hey, I can help out whether that's I'm not getting nothing in exchange. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not get nothing in exchange. It's okay to provide services, provide, you know, your your, your labor, your, your time for mm-hmm. something that's going to impact people. I mm-hmm. feel like we need more of that mm-hmm. in our community. So I feel like that really sparked my interest in helping. My combination of my, my mental health not being in the right place and my sociology degree really molded me to care for individuals mm-hmm. that come from marginalized communities. Really stand up and be vocal, be a social justice advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I represent now and I'll keep representing it till the day I die. If, when I see injustices, I'm going to call it out. Definitely, and real. Things that are wrong, I'm going to... You know, it takes courage to stand up for that when systems are in place, you know, and it yes. takes a lot of courage. And we need to be vocal about it and teach the youth to stand up for what's right as well, you mm-hmm. know. So I feel like that's that's initially what got me, you know, into this helping out the community. And it's crazy with the youth, too, you know, yeah. see somebody down and out, you record it. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve, bro. Like, my guy needed help. You're the recording it, thinking right. it's a fun games. Like, why don't you go help people out? Exactly. Let's put that energy. I'm all about energy. Let's put that energy towards yeah. something that's going to help the school out. Yeah. And like like you said, bro, it, I think it takes a lot of courage for someone to see 
someone get some wrongdoing to somebody yeah. and speak up against it. Like, no, you're wrong for that. That's not the right. way you should treat people. And that's beautiful, bro. We do right. need more of that. And I try to be as... I'm a yeah. businessman myself. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. lie, but I do try my best to give back as much as I can. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And I hope... I think that's important for the youth to see. Um, It's a humility. Hey, I can't even fucking talk right now. Humility, yeah. Humility, yeah, humility yeah, right? Yeah, Just yeah. being... um. Just being giving back and don't expect anything right. in return. Yeah. That's my definition of that, yeah. and I yeah. think that's the way that we all we need to aspire to be like that. Because right. I think I'm sure with your parents and I know my grandparents, they're right. givers. Yeah, they're it's, givers, yeah. bro. Like they're they don't they they love their family. Like the the house right now we're in, givers. Yeah, they just want to make sure. My thought though was real smart and making sure we set up for the next generation. He was already thinking yeah. about his grandkids thirty years ago, right? Yeah. And that's that's something we I think we need to kind of push with the kids too. Like, what yeah. are you gonna have? Right. I tell these kids all the time, what are you gonna do though? Like even the kid with the barber. Right. So what are you gonna build on that? You're gonna yeah. live on when you have a kid and you have a wife. Yeah. What are you gonna leave them? Anything happens to you? Because already one day we're all gonna die, right? Mm-hmm. What are you gonna leave your family? What's your legacy gonna be like? And I think we need to tell the, the youth needs to be exposed to that too, bro. I don't think they exposed, especially right now. I think everything's three years from now. With yeah. What's going to happen with college? What's going right. to happen with your trade? What's going to happen with, um, you know, are you going to adjust to the adult life? Yeah. But that's going to come no matter what. I right. think, What? how are we going to get them to have a legacy of their own yep. to leave for their family because yeah. honestly you know these kids too they're having kids at 20 21 22 right. what are you going to do to leave your kids something now Yeah, and they yep. need to be exposed to that I see that all the time like man I'm thinking this too I'm like that's cool you're making money my G but what are you going to do because some of these guys mm-hmm. have kids what yep. are you going to leave your kids now yeah, and I think people really need to be. And I'm ask, I ask myself right. that question too like when I do have children when am I going to leave them because look yeah. what the previous generation did for yeah. us. Like, my thought that was thinking ahead of the game, yeah. family man. Yeah. And I am I think, I'm sure you're a family man, and yeah. we're exposed with family yeah. man. I think more, it's just sad that we see some of these kids who are not exposed to that. Right. They don't have a dad. And, mm-hmm. you know, we hear, we hear stories of they get deported, they're yeah. in jail, they're just gone. They went to the store and never came back. Yeah. I think that's a big impact on some of the males too yeah. they all have that male figure is that yeah. do you agree with that yeah i agree man there's a lack of you know the father figure in in the household you know we see a lot of you know divorce rates went up oh. and that kind of messes up you know the, the student or the individual like man what's going on within my family you know they want to be have a sense of belonging a stable home but not having the father figure and you know or vice versa having the father not the mother yeah you know, definitely. I feel like that definitely creates an impact a negative impact on the student mm-hmm. um and I feel like, you know, mentorship, that's when mentorship comes in. I feel like, you know, having the right mentor, being involved in mentorship programs that's going to set you up with a mentor that's going to guide you in the right direction and be that role model for you and tell you, hey, you're doing this wrong. How about we do this? Or just kind of exactly. mentor you through our life. You know, exactly. I feel like we all need that, whether that's, you know, your, your dad to tell you or your mom, you know, kind of mold you in the right direction. And, you know, shout out to my dad, too. You know, he's the one that kind of. Going back to parents giving, my, my dad, I feel like I learned a lot of my giving is through him. Mm-hmm. You know, he always, always seen what he did and, you know, with different people and, you know, whether that's giving money away or supporting them in any other way, I feel like that engraved into me. Definitely. You know, bro. and he's a businessman as well. He mm-hmm. never, you know, went to college, but he was able to finish his high school diploma, but he went a different route. Mm-hmm. And I, I support him and I acknowledge and, you know, really... Um, you know, value and he inspires me, you know, to, to 
to give back to people because mm-hmm. he gives back to people in a different way and that impacts me that has definitely impacted me but having that role model there in place definitely impacted the way I see things and going back to the people the, the youth that don't have that role model we really need to connect them to mentorship and to community resources that have some programs like this to really you know inspire them and impact them and what community resources yeah. if you want to just give out for the podcast what community resources are available right now to the youth that yeah. they could do that well especially the ones who are missing that that male role models we're talking to the fellows right now to the yeah, boys yeah, what sure. what programs are those right now that are available to them yeah some some community resources that, that we collaborate with uh the first one is stay focused ministries or uh, they have a program called reach for greatness mm. i know if a student is at risk or doesn't really know how to maneuver through life or just want some some skills and some, you know, that personal bonding. Uh, reach for Greatness or Stay Focused Ministry, they do a great job. They got a great staff. And I feel like, uh, you know, young males really need to dive into this program. Uh, another one, um, it would be, I think the program that I work for, man, even at CHB, you know, yeah. we help low-income first-generation students. Oh yeah, I feel like you know we get funded through the Department of Education. Mm-hmm. Our offices we're at CHB, but we can recruit and get any student, whether that's from any high school, any middle school student, they can be part of our program. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll send you that information if you want to share it. Please, you know, bro. We got please, people please. Here watching that want a support system in place, and I can you know help their students. Transition from middle school to high school and eventually college or whatever pathway they want to choose. And that's another resource. Uh, but also the resources that, you know, looking at the different institutions here in town, mm-hmm. you know, BC, Taft, mm-hmm. uh, some of the, you know, local organizations that we have. Also, you know, we have some nonprofits that do a lot of work, you mm-hmm. know, like Andre Children's First Campaign. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of great work, volunteering, mm-hmm. volunteering. And uh, there's a, there's a couple I can't think of you know I have I know we collaborate with so many but oh, there's definitely, some of a few yeah like I go to Taft right now and they have a lot yeah. of resources yeah. bro so many resources my guy right. people just need to tap into them yeah they have yeah. to if you don't tap in they're gonna go away and that's yeah. gonna be sad I yeah. tell even because I'm the old guy in class I'm like bro go to tutoring yeah go to figure yeah. if you need help go to that counselor because one the counselor is my uh, professor right now she's great yeah. she's been i've been going to freaking dude i've been taking one class a semester since like 20 so i'm like yo bro she's gonna help you she's yeah. been putting up my ass forever she's helped me we get i'm one class away because of her now she's right. gonna help you yo like this thing is it's, it's a long game right. but you, you just gotta learn how to time manage and just yeah. figure it out that's all i tell that's why i tell these kids too yeah. it's four years maybe ain't for you mm-hmm. it's okay yeah. it wasn't for me yeah. but it's a it's choppy wood bro right that tree's eventually gonna fall my guy yeah and i hate and i i have i'm no shame in my game bro this right. is the way I, I decided to go part-time and yeah. go i i put other priorities ahead of school yeah. which is not okay to do but when you're living so low you guys yeah. other dreams and ambitions right i knew i kind of knew how to fill my plate up you know what yeah. i mean my plate's yeah. full but i know what portions i can yeah. handle you know what yeah. i'm saying exactly and that's a great point man right there like going back <coughs> to you excuse me yeah, you selecting um, the time, and, and if you want to be part-time, whether that's full-time, I think it goes based on the individual, you know, and you're Definitely, the expert bro. at your life. And I see a lot of students right now that they don't have their basic needs met, so education goes out the window. Yeah, bro. They, you know, especially during this pandemic, parents are unemployed, the students have to go work. I feel like they all have to start at their pace, and not, if, they're not, if they don't want to be full-time, that's okay, let's go part-time. Exactly. Okay? And if college, you want to wait a year, let's wait a year. Because you need to have your basic needs met in order to 
definitely and it's, I think important. too it's like what I felt what my thing was like damn once you you know you take that time off yeah. you get some money yep. and I know how I used to think horribly bro like school ain't paying me right now I'm gonna go uh-huh. get this money I had to stop doing that shit bro like you yeah. gotta stop thinking like this is an investment or right. what are you gonna be in five years you're not gonna I don't wanna be carrying around just lugging around my DJ equipment forever and so it's just yeah. cool right now it's great you know business is booming right. but though you know how it is the the match doesn't stay lit forever right, right. and I think yeah. and I remember my pops telling me once you get the education and you know we're not we're never been in trouble we don't got right. anything too crazy going on in our lives they can never take that shit away from you yep. and that's kind of like okay now I gotta think like that my girl has a master's degree too she yeah. always tells me like if yeah. I could do it you could do it yeah. so, but this is this time yeah with the dedication I'm like oh, okay right. you're right it's a Nipsey thing right hustle yeah, dedication yeah. No. and it's a grind right. it's, it's a 100% grind yeah. it's a merit it is a marathon bro and I just I just hope that when they watch this they can see that if college isn't for you there's other routes right. and I hope they get exposed to the business life, what yeah. these credit scores mean, yeah. what LLC means, what yeah. a sole proprietorship means, what a hustle is. Right. It could be hustling tacos, it could be hustling yeah. gigs, it could be a photo booth, yeah. it could be YouTube videos, it could be podcasting. Do whatever you feel like you're good at right. and build at it. Yeah. And I think that's what I hope all these kids do, man. And I see just so, and I think we're here because we see the potential in these yep. damn kids. Right. Yep. I think we see it every day. There's so much potential. And, we, and I, I don't want, I just want, I think what helps me is at least I tried, right. right. I could tell them, yo, you could do this, but you know, yeah. it's a battle. It's an yeah. endless battle, bro. Yeah, I agree, man. And I feel like kids that struggle, that grew up in these homes that really, you know, Struggle different than people that come from, you know, privilege and good homes. I feel like they have that spark in them to really take them far. God, if they yes. can use that yes. struggle, that could take them, man. Yes. That could take them really far. And we just got to ignite that on them. And you said it, I think you said you said the, the best phrase, breaking the cycle. Yeah. Break yeah. that chain. I think that's something I try. Like, dude, what's your mom do? And they tell me what to do. Okay, do you want to be better than that? Because yeah. you can be. And just because you have, and I think these kids need to understand too, is uh, mm-hmm. perseverance is a great thing. Yeah. Just because what the card you were handed, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that's that's it for you. Right. We all go through shitty situations. We're all born to shitty situations. We have some of these kids. I can't even, man. You you know, there's some horrible circumstances in their mm-hmm. life that yeah. I don't know if I could ever bounce back from. But yeah. that doesn't define you. You mm-hmm. define yourself. Yeah. And that's what that's something I'm again. That's why it's important to have people like us right. still in where we're from to be. Still in the, I guess, in the mix still. Still talking to yeah. these kids. And I'm not a teacher, but I'll take right. what I get as IA if I can still, yeah. you know, yeah. build. I'm building relationships every day. Like, you're right. It's yeah. more than, hey, how you doing? Good morning. Get to class. Yeah. Like, hey, my God, what's up? What are you doing today? Why are you late? What did you do last night? Oh, yeah. that's what you did. Maybe goes from there. Okay. Memor- remembering their name goes a long yeah. way, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And your, your job and title is as important as any other person in that school because you're building that relationship with the student. You're actually engaging with them. You know, and that's... Well, many great. students, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because no distance. Teachers, they're in one class all day with these kids, right? right? They, they have a they have a job. They need a curriculum. They need mm-hmm. to provide and present to them in a timely manner. With right. me, I have time to mingle and kind of see what these actually see what they're doing in between yeah. classes and get on the one okay let me see if i can talk to this kid yeah. so my favorite ones are of course the wannabe 
posers, right? Like, bro, what you doing? What, yeah, yeah. Where are you getting from that, my guy? Yeah. Like, I see you in the bathroom doing your thing, bro. You came out. I know what you guys are doing. Why are you doing that for? Like, you know, that's not the that's not the way, my guy. Yeah. Plus, you're doing you're going you're too loud. Yeah. Everybody knows you're doing it. They see you doing it. Right. The kids flipping dollars and shit. Yeah. Like, what's up with you guys? Why are you doing that for? Like, you guys yeah. just don't care about authority or what? Like, that's not a good way to be. Yeah. Like, how are you going to be in this workforce life if you can't have anybody tell you what to do? Yeah. So, it's it's crazy, bro. I, I, I It's um it's a never-ending battle, bro. But I'm, yeah. I'm a part of it. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm grateful yeah. for the opportunity, 100%, man. Um, yeah. I knew when I started coaching, teaching is what I want to get into. Is that what you see yourself too, Enzo? Do you want to be a counselor or a teacher? What's the yeah, end game yeah. from you right now? Which you, you know, bro, your doctor program, dude. It's that's not, you know, it's an, it's a how do I say? It's a route that's can be taken, but people don't invest the time because right. it does take some time to get to that point yeah. and destination, right? So, what's the end game from you, bro? Yeah. Your investment you're putting in. Yeah, definitely, man. Great question. So for me, I, I see myself um, becoming a. Uh, either a superintendent for a district mm-hmm. um, or also a director of a program. Right now, I see be, um, you know, I want to create like a Young Males of Color Center. I want them mm-hmm. to, you know, to create different programs and I want to be a director of that and run that mm-hmm. and do it my way. You know, I want to uh, do things, you know, hire my staff, uh, di- uh, diverse staff and really go out there sure. and impact the students. Mm-hmm. But I think my end goal, you know, is just to be in a position where I can impact not only through um, individual basis, but policies and funding and money, because I feel like that's where the resources come in. So I need to be in that position of power to really tell the schools or, or the districts that, hey, this is the money that we need at this school. This is what we need at this school. And I need to be in, in an eagle's view to see what's going on, because there's a lot of resources that are lacking in order to be there. I had to get this, you know educational leadership doctorate mm-hmm. so that they so when I knock on the door they could you know take me serious yeah you know? 100% you need, you need that bro I need it man I need it to move in this education field I'm coming and they, they need to understand that you know we got the knowledge we got the skills we just need an opportunity it's the embodiment you know? of changing it from the yeah. within yep. and that's exactly. what be exactly bro yeah, and man. that's kind of what I hope to do too bro I want to be a teacher just so I could see, there's some things I see that I'm like, I want I want to do this better yeah. I'm seeing it now it's the beauty of being in these classes I'm like right. oh okay I'm not doing it that way or I like that I want to steal that one day and, mm-hmm. and I think being able to relate to these kids and seeing where they come from and um I think I can make an impact, bro. And it's it's kind of scary too. My dad, like, damn, I can have an impact. It's, I think it's kind of scary for me. Like, man, I could be that person to change their life or just expose right. my damn. Like I said, some of these kids have never heard, good job. Mm-hmm. Good job, mijo. Good job, my guy. Yep. Bro, I, I like the way you did that. You you killed it. Keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. Tell them, like, hey, that's cool. Like, even one, you know, one of these little track stars, you know, yeah. she's like, oh, I feel like I did okay. I was only running by myself. I was ahead mm-hmm. 30 seconds. I'm like, yo, fuck them. Right. Your 30 seconds can go to 45 seconds now. Right. You did, you're, it's you against you now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think kids need to be exposed to that mentality. Like, don't feel like you got a lollygag now because you're ahead yeah. of the crowd. Go further now. Yeah. This is your this is your world. This they just living in it, right. and I think these kids need that, bro. It's 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 it's. I hope I and it's like I said, it's a, it's a huge responsibility, and there's a lot of good people. And, and yeah. that's, I think um, I need to shout out to everybody to the school I work at. There's so many good people who are just like us who want to give back, yeah. and it's beautiful, bro. And especially people. There are some um, people of color mm-hmm. in those positions, and I hope they continue to see that the kids need 
to have that motivation. Yeah. Sometimes telling them that they did a good job, they ain't never heard that before. Yeah. So it, it's it's cool to see that, bro. That you have that that your that ambition and that will to do that. Yeah, thank you, For man. Sure, yeah, bro. it's extremely important to tell students to believe in them. You know, yeah, and I was doing my research too. What I'm seeing is there's a lot of teachers that come in with deficit thinking, meaning they get placed at these schools and they already have low expectations of these students, so they do the bare minimum, you know, yeah. to just get by. Oh, you're not college route. Let's just, you know, barely teach the lesson. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that makes a huge impact, you know, and I still remember the good teachers that I had 100%. going through middle yeah. school, high school, and the yes. ones that just... You have, you, you, have Mr. you have Mr. Prieto at Sierra? I have Mr. Prieto, yeah. Shout out to Mr. Prieto. Still you my, collaborated with him. Yeah. Still my guy. Yeah. Still my guy. Yeah. Still text him on his birthday. Every He texts me on my yeah. birthday. That's my guy. I'm glad we have... He's one of my mentors, 100%. Yeah, awesome, a, a, a Latino man in, yeah. in, in the position of where he's at. Yeah. The week, that's one of my inspirations, 100%. Mr. Capilla. Yeah. Remember Mr. Capilla mm-hmm. at Sierra? Yeah. Like, you remember those people, bro. Yeah. You remember those people 100%. Like, okay... Um, even with my yeah. one of my my wrestling coach, like he's one of my guys now. Like, right. oh, okay, I see where you came from. Now yeah. where you at? That's inspirational, bro. Because I yeah. know he, they care about the kids and trying to make a difference. Yeah. And it's beautiful, dude. Yeah, so, yeah Mr. Prieto, going man. back to man that representation. I know Mr. Prieto. You know when he was at Sierra, I, I was there. For a young Latino man in position yeah. of power, bro. Yeah, I was like, man, this is the first principle that I see that's that I could relate to, you know, and that mm-hmm. that kind of engraved in me subconsciously. Was he still DJing you know? at the d- dances? Yeah, it was still yeah, DJing, but man, that's I was a- out there. That's when that was at that's when I was at my peak of, you know, dancing and battling. Yeah, and man, yeah. those after school dances at Sierra, man, I remember I remember you know, that. it with my boy Hector, my boy Chris. And one of my first <coughs> one of my first ex- exposures to DJing was Mr. Pietro. I was like, Oh, yeah, that's fucking tight. I want to DJ. <laughs> it's like, man, you'll never forget that. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever told him that, but like, and like do, yeah. doing his daughter's quince, like, mm. he's trusting me into doing yeah. stuff like that. It's like, damn. And him helping me, like, even, you know, if I see, you know, we see job openings, like, hey, can you, can I put it your reference? Yeah, put me as a reference, Ern. Yeah. Right, giving me letter, you know, letters of recommendation. Even you, bro, when we yeah. first linked up, the situation we had at the Hill with yeah. Homeboy, who was, you know, my, my, we, can have, we don't have to dive in. We're not going to even give him the time. Fuck him. Um, just saying that you're for the kids and right. you're for, you want to give back, but then you're mm-hmm. calling minorities derogatory names yeah. on these yeah. big platforms right. and they're fucking over here they're giving you um, accolades and putting the spotlight on you right. nah bro don't, don't, that yeah. fake shit does yeah. not I know that's yeah. a good thing about them where we come from we spot fake shit yeah, like exactly. you're doing shit for publicity you do that yeah. shit because you want people to think you're this person but yeah. when hey social media has a great way to expose people too yeah. that's when you can and you help me out too bro because yeah. your um your department yeah was knocking on that door yeah. and they had to open that motherfucker yeah. up they, they had, had to open, open it up bro yeah. they had to open it i think we were right like yeah. you cannot have people like this being getting accolades and being yeah. recognized by right. your establishment with these views because yeah. if it was us Yep. Bro, yeah, we would have been out the game. Yeah, yep. We would have been out the game. Like this, this, this yeah. just cause he's just cause he's a majority? Nah, yep. we ain't doing that, dude. That's yeah. not fair. Right. Especially when you want to be around these minority kids and get yeah. back and you wanna be, you know, recognized. Oh, you know, I got Junior some sneakers. Yeah. But I know what I know how I feel about Junior's mom who wants to be walking out because I feel like her injustices are not yeah. in my mind an injustice. Like, no, nah, I don't slide with that yeah. shit, dude. So I appreciate yeah. you helping me on that. You really helped me out with yeah. that, bro. You For- gave me a, um, it's a cosign yeah, yeah. that we were 
we weren't gonna let that slide, my guy. And I yeah. think that's that that's beautiful, bro. We gotta stick together. I think we were right in that situation. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's you know just calling out things that are you know not right. You like know, you said, calling out right. injustices. Yeah, calling out injustice. You know, having that social justice lens to when you see things affecting the youth mm-hmm. that could potentially you know lead them the wrong way and you know derogatory term terms. Yeah, bro. Um, you know, I I can't. I can't have that, you know, and I'm gonna call it out and hold people accountable. Especially when they're around when they're around our kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was around our kids. Like he was around the programs. He was around the school. He could just be around the school because of who we knew. But then like wow. You think what he's saying there, go back go back to where you came from, but calling every fucking Mexican derogatory name you could think of. That was ugly, bro. Yeah. And I try to I don't like I never really told you this. I try to reach out to him, bro. Gave him the chance, like delete that shit. Mm-hmm. Or we're gonna just gonna go. My my platform is not for that, but we can right. make it for that real fast and get the word yeah. out. Yeah. And it blew up, bro. That yeah. was like that yeah. still pops up once in a while. My most liked, most shared yeah, thing yeah. ever, and it's yeah. horrible. It was that yeah. like it had to be that piece of shit right. and stuff. But it's like we were right. Yeah, the you know community I mean? stood with you, you know, because yeah. we understand that ain't right, man. That's there's right and wrong. You know, yeah. that was wrong, and we got to call it out. Hold people accountable. <laughs> it was so on. funny how yeah. the. Whoever the hell it was, they separated themselves. Like, oh, that's not us, though. That's a we don't we don't operate that foundation. That's a whole yeah. different thing for all. Oh, but it has your name on it, though. That's the problem. Yep. Your foundation has it's the same thing as what, the place you work at. Yeah. So it does represent you, exactly. no matter what. Yep. And it can homecoming. They recognize those people. He was one of the people that was still recognized. They still let him Man. do it. And what am I gonna do? I can't change the world. You know what I mean? But yeah. we exposed it, bro. And yeah, you helped me out on that, my guy. I really appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, hey, that sure, was man. that was cool. Yeah. That was it was necessary. You know what I yeah, mean? So man. I think more of that too, man. I think we gotta be kind of really um, kind of exposed. We will just if you're not for us, don't don't try to be for us and then talk down on us. Yeah, we don't need exactly. that. That's just that's just taking us back. Yep. And. Um, Let's just see what happens, man. I, I really respect what you're doing, though, Enzo. And I really respect, um, you know, the goals and, you know, what you accomplished so far, bro. It's beautiful right. seeing you getting your doctorate and being recognized, sure, bro, and getting your master's and just seeing where you came from. We went a few years ago, but since yeah. then you accomplished so much, my God. I really, really respect it, bro. I appreciate that, man. You know, it, it takes it takes a lot of perseverance, sacrifice. You know, I just post. You know, when I graduate and people see the good, you know, but yeah. all the sacrifices that led up to this, man, oh, yeah. it's just a lot. And you got to have the right mentality and being the right mentality to to, over, to overcome this and really, uh, you know, manage your 24 hours that you have in a day. I feel like 24 hours wasn't enough for me, no, but I had to make it enough, sleep, eat when I was going to study in order to, you know, really maximize because for this doctorate, they only accepted, I believe, 20 students out of, I think there was like seven that applied, man. I was like, man. I just need an opportunity. I remember being in that interview like, hey, give me an opportunity. This is what I want to do in Kern County. This is my passion. And, you know, let me in. Just give me this opportunity. That's let all me we need, I'll bro. I'll see what I can run with this. That's you know? all so, we need, bro. Yeah, That's man. That's all we it's need. Been, it's been a blessing. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah, bro, you. I've always said that, too. No, no, thank you for coming on, my guy. Thank you yeah. for reaching out, bro. I was, I'm glad you did, my guy. I honestly was yeah. thinking about a whole different way to go about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, you came on? Why not? Let's do Let's knock this out. Yeah. I think episode appreciate 103. Good God, man. bro. It's, it's a pop, and they're getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great people like you that make this podcast what it is, bro. I'm not right. like I could do solos, but I like to have guests around the yeah. community. And what, like I said, it's important to have 
the entrepreneurs, the artists, the right. DJs, the whoever out within people of the community who want to make a change in right. it, the advocates for the East Side, yeah. and that's what Appreciate we are, it, bro. We're advocates, bro. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll follow your lead, my guy. Hundred percent, bro. Likewise, man. I love what you're doing, man. You keep up the good work, the podcast, the people that you're bringing on here. You know, we all come from different walks of life, but I'm learning. You know, I'm hearing the podcast, listening to different people that you, you know tap into their world. What are they doing? You know, how can we collaborate? How do they get you there? Know? How'd they get there? Exactly, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think right. and, uh, we all got a story. Yeah, yeah. That's what everybody. I used to always say that about rappers. Every rapper has a story. How can you call somebody right. whack? When they're telling their story, like, don't, yeah. you can't be mad at that, like, if it, you know, as a DJ, well, before my DJ life, I, mm. I'm a big hip-hop head, so I'm like, right. how can you call another rapper who puts his life in, on this record, mm-hmm. whack? He's telling his story, every story is unique. How yep. it's, it's just like now how could you tell every guest is something unique yeah. they're all telling their story you're telling your story yeah. so it's it's cool to see that bro I appreciate you recognizing it man I'm, yeah. and I just I do it bro because I love it you know yeah, what I mean if people awesome. recognize it that's cool like I just yeah. do it because yeah. we have sponsors we have we I'm once a week that's okay. my thing and whatever I could do I could do and you know, I just like to put out beauty, bro. It doesn't yeah. have to be perfect, but as long as it's beautiful, and yeah. this is another beautiful podcast, bro. So yeah, I appreciate you, my guy. It's awesome, man. Have this platform, you know, and to be vulnerable, to be real, to be, you know, yes, just, yes. You know talking to the people, you know, who, who we are and what we're about. I think that's that's what we need more in life, you know, because a lot of people, they see the fake social media yeah, bro. thing, you know, I see like, yeah. people just post, but we need to see the real us, what we do. Yeah, exactly. How, how can we contribute to their It's crazy. Well. And that's what, that's what's cool about when we're talking about the youth. I don't really post, I, I'm big on that post. I don't need to post I'm a man at a high school. What am I going to be posting yeah. all these kids? Hey, come talk to yeah, me. Yeah. I don't do that, bro. Right. So they're kind of getting exposure to what, what we do with the, for the youth. It yeah. is, like you said, we're all part of this, 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 the district, right? We're all part right. of this, um, I don't know, this employer, right, of the right. state. It doesn't matter what level we're at. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Because I think sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm at the dispose. I'm at the bottom. That's cool. Yeah. But you got to get your, another example. You got to put the fucking work in. You yep. got to pay your dues. Exactly. Sometimes you got to eat shit. Yep. I, I said, oh, I'm paying my dues right now. I got to remember that all the time, bro. I'm like, yeah. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. And that's fine. But yeah. to that structure. But out here, I'm mm-hmm. still doing them. I'm still going to mentor you no matter how I feel exactly. about that. And uh, I know what I signed up for. And I'm willing to pay my dues and grind it out. And yeah. this is the door. It op- the door's open now. We can move up and hopefully be, you know, a teacher, administrator yeah. of these children and right. uh, the youth. And we need them, bro. We need they need people like us who are right. part of this system, part of this culture yeah. inside, yeah. just to keep that, just to show that there's a light in that culture. Because I think there's a there's a dark shadow right now, bro. Yeah. We need we need to talk about the drugs right now that are out here. Yeah. Right, yeah. the drugs are out here. Right. What they're being exposed to. What these young, what what these young kids are being exposed yep. to, yep. and it's um, it's sad, bro. Like they're going through some adult situations. Like, yeah. I don't know how I handle that shit. Like, and they got to. Yeah. What, 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 you know how it is, bro. Just the horrible things that happen to some of these kids, or what they're going through. Some of them going through addiction right now. They're yep. going through alcoholism. Going through these pills that are out right yeah. now. Man. It's disgusting, bro. Like is, what? The, what? Like that's the. It's just watching these documentaries and just being exposed to what I hear, you know, kids are overdosing. We yeah. had a couple of kids pass away in the district yeah. the last couple yeah. of years. It's like, that, man. It, like, is that all? That my thing is, is that all preventable? Is that something mm-hmm. that it, does that come with the territory? You know what I mean? Right, right. I don't know, bro. It's scary. And yeah, it scares it, me. It is, man. I think it comes, you know, it's already embedded in our communities. You know, the the, the, the drugs, uh, 
you know, everything, the violence, it's it's in the community, but we just got to educate the students, let them know, like, hey, this is the wrongs in doing this, and this is how you can get affected Definitely. by it. But yeah, that addiction, man, like you mentioned, addiction is a, a strong word. It's, it's something that affects so many people. Affected um, me for a long time, bro. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's, like, I'm not ashamed to say it, it was, it, it could, yeah. I, I could have went, I could have continued down that dark hole right. until I couldn't, I, I didn't think I was going to get out. I thought I dug mm-hmm. myself too deep, but yeah. thank God for the universe and positivity. I was able yeah. to recognize like, okay, it's time. You had a good run. It's yeah. time to stop, bro. Like, you, what are you going to do with your life? Right. Like, you're going to lose it all? Yeah. You know, I thought I was going to lose it all, bro. It's like, yeah. you got you to gotta be man enough to say, hey, you're wrong. And mm-hmm. it's time to change that up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, I can't even imagine being a kid doing that. Imagine being a kid doing man. that. I don't think they have the willpower, bro. Yeah. I think yep. I'm a strong-minded person. Yeah. And I fell victim to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine these kids trying to stop. Yeah, that's man. That's imagine what that has on the mind that's still developing. Yeah, especially you know our brain. That thing doesn't stop developing fully, fully developed to twenty five, yeah. twenty six, right? Yeah. Imagine the youth who are going through this addiction. Man. That it, it, I, I, I'm not smart to say exactly what it does, but it has to have some strain on them, bro. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it's hard to walk, you know, in those kids' shoes that are struggling with addiction. Is like, man, how do they? You know, how can we get them to, you know, come? that's when the, the professional help comes in. You know, they had a, you got to meet, talk to someone, therapy to get them out of that addiction. And then one of my mentors, you know, Andrew Jones, he's a, a therapist and he focuses on rehabilitating mm-hmm. you know, people with addictions. And I feel like it's extremely important uh, because that path can lead in, you know, go to death or you could be, you know, self-deteriorate. I think it's much. important, yeah. too, that we don't treat these people who are addicted. Like, I don't like to call them addicts who suffer right. from addiction. We can't yeah. outcast them. Yeah, they made mistakes. I made mistakes. Right. How can you outcast someone like that? You yep. have to give them opportunities to grow out of that, and yeah. hopefully they're strong enough to realize, hey, this is going to be a lifelong battle now. But yep. that doesn't mean you're an outcast. You can't contribute to society. Right. Like I think that's the biggest stigma. That I, I think, and I'm sure I don't know if you felt like that when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You see Theo off mm-hmm. messed up. Like oh, forget about him. He's stuck yeah. in his ways. No, there could have been ways we could have helped him. Exactly. We just we shunned him. Mm-hmm. He was the bad guy. Yeah. I know so many people on this stuff who are not bad people. They made bad choices. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what another thing with society that's bigger than just the youth. It's it's just society in general. Right. We cannot keep shunning these people. Exactly. Yeah, man. I agree, hundred percent. You know, we all got, you know, know people or have you know family members that you know we, that. You know, they suffer from this, and it's something that we need to support them. Mm-hmm. Talk to them. Hey, I feel like, what's going on? Do you need help? Yeah. And I feel like everyone's just focused on their own mind and their own I, self, you know, what they want to do, and individualistic that we don't got, I don't know if it's the time or the yeah. the willingness to invest in their life, too. Like, hey, let's let's help you out. Or you some know? people think they're better than somebody. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. it's one of the, he who without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. And bro, none of us are perfect. We all have yeah. our vices. We all have our, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Some don't come out the closet and say them. Right. But I think um, we cannot act like we're better than anybody in this yep. life. We're all exactly. the same. We're all going to, we're all going one day. We ain't yeah. taking none of this stuff yep. with us, bro. We're going to come in yeah. the way we, we're going out the way we came in by ourselves. You know what I mean? And yeah. yep. I think that's something I really try to press. Just with my friends and everybody. Right. Like, being, like you said something too. Um, not need to do it but should do it I mm-hmm. think that's a big thing with the kids too mm-hmm. I always I don't tell them they need to do shit I think they should like this right. is what you should do you don't have to listen to me but mm-hmm. you should do this I think that's the approach we should take with a lot more people is yeah. 
the word need, I hate the word need, bro. Mm. I hate people say I need to do this, I need to do right. it. Maybe you should do this, you mm-hmm. should do that. I think that's something yeah. that really that little twist of that mentality, mm-hmm. that approach to things could change so much, bro. Yeah, man, I agree. 100%. I think it's more of an accepting it's it's accepting you have options. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what um everybody needs to see, bro. We all have options. We're not better than anybody. People go through shit and it's not about how you get knocked down. So you're going to get up and how you're going to bounce back. Yep. And that's yeah. why I think this podcast is a great platform to show how people fell. But mm-hmm. we all bounce back once in a while. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, we all got a story. We all come from something. And you know, we can all inspire with our story, you know, and exactly, in some way, bro. shape or form, you know. and Definitely, bro. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming on, bro. And hopefully yeah, man, uh, this podcast inspires some kids to reach out to you and your yeah. organizations. And we'll put all that on there. And yeah. uh, I'll drop my email, too. If they need my email, they can contact me via email. And you know, we'll go bro. from there. Whoever wants to connect, collaborate. Definitely, and, you bro. Know, just spread kindness in the community. You know, we have enough violence. We have enough things that are negative that is affecting us. But just spreading the kindness, spreading, you know, the giving hand to help others. I feel mm-hmm. like that goes a long way, you know. And I feel like we all... We all have that in our heart. We just got to be a little bit more empathize with people. Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And, Definitely, and bro. Empathize with people. So empathy is yeah, a long. Oh God, yeah, yes, bro. Yeah. We, we all got to go through stuff, right? Yeah, yep. Man, my guy Lorenzo, Pleasure, before man, you. Appreciate it, man. Yes, episode one hundred three, bro. I yes, appreciate sir. you, appreciate my guy. It, Thank, Thank you for coming you. on, Thank my you. G. I appreciate yes, you, bro. Here we go. Early